many times have you heard or even said yourself, we haven't had any problems or gotten caught in the past, so why should we change the way we're doing things? If it was that wrong, we would have been caught by now. Well, my darling, that may be the way the world handles compliance, but in God's economy, we are called to a higher standard, and that involves compliance in all areas of church finances and payroll. In today's episode, we will discuss some areas of compliance that may fall to the side for many, and this is not done intentionally, I know, but simply because you just don't know what you don't know. So let's get ready to learn. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. My name is Michelle Brown, and I'm an enrolled agent and church finance consultant, and I love all things Jesus, church finances, business, and books. In this podcast, we're going to discuss the ins and outs of church finances and minister taxes, along with how to serve the local church as either a staff member, volunteer, or through your own bookkeeping business, all while keeping Jesus at the center of everything you do. So grab your notebook and pen to take some notes because we're going to learn all kinds of stuff. So if this sounds like fun to you, then come on, let's get ready to learn. Hi, I'm Michelle, and this is the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast where we discuss the business side of the local church. This is episode number 39, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the topics of discussion in a mastermind group that I was privileged to be a part of last month and that I thought would also be beneficial to you. But first... Here's our episode quote from Mr. Stephen T. Miller, who was the commissioner of the tax-exempt and government entities of the IRS service in 2007. He said, quote, First, we believe, I believe, that a vigorous, vibrant tax-exempt sector is vital to America and indeed to the world. The public relies on your good works each and every day. The second thing to remember about the IRS, our job is not to overburden you with eccentric, nitpicking, nonsensical rules. Rather, it is to design a compliance and service structure that will enable you to do your jobs as efficiently and effectively as you can. I thought that was interesting (laughs) because most people would say the IRS job is to be nitpicking and have all these rules and regulations that are a pain in the behind but it's to help us to do our jobs more efficiently and effectively. So grab your notebook and pen to take some notes and let's go learn something cool. So I want to begin this episode by saying that my intent is never, ever, ever to make you feel bad if you discover that you've been doing things incorrectly. The fact that you're listening to these podcast episodes shows your desire to learn to do things right. And that's what it's all about. Once you know to do better, you do better. And that's what matters. Regardless of how long you or I have been in the church finance arena, there is always, always something to learn. There is not a soul alive that knows all that there is to know about the topic. I continue to learn, and my goal is to help you do the same. So let's dig in. I had the opportunity to spend a few hours with two of the brightest church finance minds in the country last month, and I was so super excited. I wanted to share some of the highlights from the payroll session of our get together. And this is actually gonna take three episodes to get all this in. So get ready to take some good notes. So the first thing we're gonna talk about, and some of these may be reminders, some of these may be brand spanking new. But the first thing we're gonna touch on is housing allowance, because that is, again, one of the most confusing things to churches is the housing allowance. So just three things that I want you to remember about housing allowance is number one, there is no limit to the designation. 
as long as it's reasonable compensation, which we're going to be our next point, there is no limit as long as it meets certain guidelines. Number two, there's no reporting requirement other than a letterhead stating the amount if the only thing you're paying your minister is housing allowance. Yes, it's nice and helpful to the tax preparer if you will put the housing allowance amount in box 14 of the W-2, but you do not have to. But you do need to put it on letterhead, church letterhead stating the amount of the housing allowance. And number three, keep in mind that if your church has a 403B plan, which is a retirement plan for churches, doing 100% housing allowance will hurt the contributions as the amount that goes in box one as wages is all that's allowed to be contributed. So if you don't have any dollar amount in box one wages, then you cannot do 403B contributions. Okay, so that's something you may want to think about in lieu of doing 100% housing allowance is you've got to have some wages in box one of that W-2 in order to contribute. And it cannot, the amount you contribute cannot exceed the amount in box one. Okay. All right, number two, reasonable compensation. This figure includes the entire compensation package. Reasonable compensation does not mean just this is how much his salary is, this is how much his housing allowance is, we add these two together, that's reasonable comp. You have to take into consideration everything you give, all benefits that you give, retirement, insurance, life insurance, you know, whatever it may be. So it's the entire compensation package. Reasonable compensation should actually be a uh, survey should be done every three to four years as the IRS says that five years is too long. All right. So and this also includes re doing a reasonable compensation uh, survey on your current staff. So even if you have the same staff now that you had 10 years ago, you are way overdue for doing a, a current reasonable compensation survey. And then you need to do that. And then you can call local churches in your area about the same size and use the data for reasonable compensation calculations. There are professional softwares that you can use. There are companies that you can use to do this. But if you have good relations with other churches in your area, absolutely call the local churches in your area and get that. But the most important thing is document, document, document. If you get audited, the IRS wants to know, okay, where did you come up with these numbers? What makes you think that this salary package is reasonable? If you have no documentation of why you're paying your ministers, what you're paying them, then you're in doo-doo. Okay, we don't want you in doo-doo. And then if you've got, if you're paying your minister higher than the median salary, you definitely need to document why that is. Is it because the housing market went crazy and the housing costs were up, so you had to increase the salary? Is it because they have a larger than normal family? It takes them more to take care of eight kids versus a minister who only has two kids. Is it the house, you know, the houses in that particular area? That's the only thing that was available when he had to move in, so he had to take a higher priced house. All right. And then number three is area is benefits. Okay, benefits cannot be offered to ministers only. Um, that's unfair and the IRS does not like that. If your church has a daycare or a school, they are treated differently and have their own specific rules. There are rules that determines, the IRS uses to determine whether something is a daycare or a school and the benefits that you can offer. 
and uh, scholarships also have lots of rules. So if you're offering scholarships to your ministerial staff or to your regular church employees, there are rules that you need to do. And then if the benefit is a taxable benefit, okay, if it's a taxable benefit, you do not have to offer that specific benefit to everyone as you make that a part of negotiating the minister's compensation package. So even though benefits cannot be offered to ministers only, if it's a taxable benefit, you just put that as part of their compensation package, and then that's how you get out of that. Okay. So I know that was um, short and quick, but those were some of the highlights because I don't want to give you too much information. Um, but the main thing is, is housing allowance, no limit to the designation. You need to report it on a letterhead. And you, if you're wanting to do 403Bs for your ministers, don't do 100% housing allowance because that eliminates the opportunity to do that. For reasonable compensation, make sure that you're doing it at least every three to four years on your staff employees and document how you came up with the numbers. And then for benefits, make sure that you're aware that there are rules to who can be offered benefits, what are taxable benefits, what are non-taxable benefits, and if it's a taxable benefit, you do not have to offer it to everybody on the church staff. You make that part of negotiating the minister's compensation package, and that covers you there. Okay? So next week, um, we're going to talk about the ministerial exception. That episode will be just a little bit longer because there's a lot to go on in that. And that's going to wrap up another episode for today. As always, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that the information provided was informative and helpful, and I pray that it gives you just a little clearer direction on how to properly handle your church payroll needs. Be sure to tune in next time for more valuable insights to help take care of the business side of the church. And until next time, my friend, let's all strive to make an impact and not just an income. Take care, and remember to always look your best, do your best, and be your best. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you learned something new or inspired in any way, please do me a huge Omongo favor and leave me a fantastic five-star review on Apple Podcast. It really does help more people to find the show, and it just blesses me more than you know. And then if you could share this episode with someone who you think it would help, that would be awesome as well. So until next time, be blessed, my friend.